Okay, third time's the try. Yet again, here we are. Same shit, different day. Mm. I made myself a um, tequila drink and all my tahine has spilled on the rim because all I have is martini glasses and wine glasses and I didn't realize this until I went to go make a drink and I somehow like don't have a cocktail shaker which is mind blowing to me because I make a lot of like really good cocktails. Um, so I guess I've lost it in my moves along the way of life. Who knows? But I am not nearly as toasted as I was in my first episode. Um, so you're getting a fresh face and maybe you'll just, maybe my buzz will pick up while we're uh, talking. And before all of you think I'm an alcoholic, um, I like to drink. It's not a secret. I don't need it to chat, but here we are. My kids are away. I'm talking about things that are like slightly uncomfortable. Let me rephrase that. They're not uncomfortable, but like to put it out on the internet is a little uh, crazy, but I am crazy. So here we are. Um, so yeah. All right. So if you follow me on Instagram, if you don't, you should. I It's a lot of fun. I think it is at least. It's I am at Madison Patrick. Um, but I took a poll this week and I asked everybody, I was like, hey, like I'm doing another episode. Like what um, topic do you want me to do? So the options were the man who broke my bed, the ultimate ghost, how big is it? And um, candid conversations with a wino. And the man that broke my bed won. So I thought, why don't I film it in front of my broken bed? Um, it's been repaired. It's still kind of broken. I'll, I'll explain. But I feel like um, I have to like rewind a little bit to um, start this story. <laughs> and I don't really know how or where to start it. But I feel like because this is like a really fresh new podcast and this is the second episode that it's only fair for me to catch people up like on like actual reality and current life. Um, so I have been asked a lot since, oh shit, I keep knocking this margarita. It's not even margarita. It's freaking ranch water. Uh, fresca, soda water, and tequila and tahini. Guys, low calorie. It's great. Refreshing, light and crisp. Could be a spokesperson for them. Um, Camarine is my favorite. So like if anybody is listening and wants to sponsor, call me. Um, okay. So... I've been asked a lot, like, do you, have you been in a relationship since you've been divorced? I've been divorced for four years and, um, I've asked, I've been asked if I've been in love in that time since, um, divorcing my ex-husband and yes, I have been in love. No, I wouldn't say a full blown relationship. Um, I've had a few short term situations, ships is what I like to call situation ships. I'll say it 10 times fast in 20 minutes and see what happens. Um, but I have. So I, my, um, oh, fuck. This is just, you know, maybe it is going to be better if I get a little bit buzzed. And then maybe I'll just roll off the tongue because I'm sure I'm not capturing anybody's attention right now. Hmm. Okay. I went on it. My first date um, post my divorce was a Bumble date with a guy, we'll call him Freckles. Uh, don't just Freckles. Okay. Um, he has a lot of arm freckles. So we go on a date. Um, we hit it off. We like each other. We hang out for a few months. Um, let's see. I'm trying to like, remember the math. I guess it actually, I guess it doesn't really matter. 
My ex-husband and I separated over summer. I filed for divorce in like a September or October, somewhere in there. And then it was finalized like in February. But, um, so we were separated for, I don't know, like six or seven months before I actually went on a date. I spent a lot of time alone working on myself. And then I was like, you know what? I'm ready to date. I'm going to go. So I did. And um, so this guy and I, Freckles, I'm going to start calling him Freckles. And I hit it off. I really like him. Um, we hang out for a few months. And basically, I just like kept pushing him away. Um, I had a lot of things that I didn't realize at the time that like I still had to work through. And he is not from this country. He had just gotten over here. And so me being a self-sabotaging Sagittarius, um, I was like, you know, like you just got over here. You need to go like see what Fort Worth is about in America. And like, I don't want to hold you back from that. I'm not ready for this. And I don't know that I ever actually said that out loud to this guy. I mean, I feel like it was like intimated, like in conversations and stuff. Um, so we kind of like quit hanging out for a while. And then we were like, we'd see each other every few months, like randomly, we'd go on a date. And then it would like fizzle, he'd be busy with work or like I would be irritated or annoyed because he was so busy. Like all these weird, like, I remember even texting him. I was coming back from England with my sister um, and I'd landed on, on, I'd landed at DFW and I was like, and I sent him a text and I was like, hey, we should catch up. It's been a long time. And like, as I was landing, he was like, I literally just landed right where I had come from. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So like it always, I don't know, it just always seems like we're both just like, what are they, what's that saying? Like two ships in the night, like going opposite ways. So fast forward to last year in, I guess it was like October, it was like right before Halloween, I was out with my, some of my girlfriends for my girlfriend's 40th birthday and I run into Freckles and um, we go back, we go home, like whatever. And um, I don't know what it was. I don't know why I realized in that moment, but I was like, I'm in love with this guy. I've been in love with this guy and I've been in denial about it to myself for like the longest time. And it makes no sense because it's not been a linear relationship. It's very much been a touch and go situationship all around. Um, and so I was like, okay, you know what? I was like, I'm going to go home. I was like, I'm going to see if he wants to hang out again this week. I don't know if this was like a like a random thing we ran into each other and we have like this amazing chemistry and you know, I don't know. I will say like in me telling all these stories and podcasts, some of it's going to be vague. Some of it I'll elaborate a lot on, but like people that are super close to my heart or like my personal matters, like you're never going to get a whole lot from me. It's going to be vague. So, and also like everybody else that I'm telling stories about didn't sign up for this. Um, so I'm trying to be very like conscientious of not um, like, I don't know, not outing people, but like, you know, it's not, it's my business, but it's like my side of things. So, okay, sorry, I digress. Um, so anyway, um, I'm like, you know, I have nothing to lose at this point. Like there was a bunch of things that had like, transpired. I mean, you think about three and a half years of seeing somebody here and there and just random shit and both of us dating other people in between and this, that, and the other. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to see if he wants to hang out. And he was like, no, I don't. <laughs> and, um, so I was like, great, cool. I was like, now is the perfect time for me to tell you I'm in love with you. You just told me you don't want to hang out. And I'm gonna be like, I love you. <laughs> 
So that's exactly what I did. Um, and I have no shame in saying that. I was just like, I finally just got to a point. I was like, you know what? Like you win some, you lose some, but like, if you're not willing to take a risk, especially with something that's like fantastic, like love or something that, you know, is a, uh, it's a big fucking scary thing for a lot of people. And it is for me too. Um, because I've been through a lot of trauma in relationships, but I was just like, you don't have to respond. So I sent him this like big ass text and then I haven't heard from him since. So that was really hard. And I, well, I say it was hard. I didn't lose sleep over it. Um, I feel like I've got a healthy viewpoint. It's like, I feel like you get to a certain age. And it's like, if you love somebody, like if you genuinely love them, like it doesn't really matter if they love you back. I mean, it does, but like, if it's true and pure, you want that person to be happy and be at their happiest. And if that's not with you, then like, who am I to hold somebody back? Also, I cannot wrap my head around how when women date and guys are like, I'm not interested, like you don't, um, like they're like, oh, but what if he is? Or like, oh, and I'm like, that's the whole point. If you tell somebody like, it's not there for me, like fucking move on. Okay. Like move on. Why would you waste your time settling for something less? So that is my soapbox uh, for anybody that is in the dating world. Don't settle for anything less than what you absolutely desire and what somebody else can either like meet you and give you. So that was back in October last year. We're now in July that I'm recording this. Um, so I was kind of bummed, like pretty bummed actually. Uh, I was just like, well, fuck. I was like, I literally like deep down inside, I, and again, speaking for myself, like, but I was like, you know, I feel this connection with this guy, but I haven't felt, I don't, didn't even feel it with my ex-husband and nothing against my ex-husband. It just was a different set of circumstances. Um, so, bummed. I'm repeating myself. I'm talking in circles. Sorry, guys. My bad. Um, so, my sister and I are in the same industry. We both do um, apartment locating. I'm a real estate license. Um, maybe eventually I'll be able to drop that and just be a professional full-time podcaster. And she is going to meet with a client at this property. And she sends me a text and she was like mad. She was like, you have to go check this guy out. And I'm like, wait, what? And at this point, like I'm off all the dating apps. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not dating. I'm done. I'm over it. Kind of like I am right now, but now it's like worse. Um, like it's worse now, <laughs> but she is like, this guy's so hot. Um, she was like, he's not my type, but I think he's like straight up your alley, has a daughter, like seems like a really good, like, just like a manly man, like your type. And, um, it's funny when I say my type, I don't have a physical type. If you look at every guy I've ever dated or been interested in, not a fucking one of them looks like, like not a single one. Um, they're literally like, I, I wish I could line them all up for you. I won't do that to anybody I've dated, but I wish that I could because no, they don't look alike. They don't resemble each other. I mean, aside from like one might have brown hair, but like they're all different shades. Like, you know, it's, um, it's a mystery. So I would like to say I'm attracted to personalities, right? So she was like, go, go meet this guy. So I'm like, how am I going to go meet this guy? I got to make up an excuse. And then I was like, you know what? No, fuck it. I'll just like, I'm just going to wait. If I have a client that wants to go view that property, I will just go in person. And typically I don't go with my clients to properties. Um, but these clients were out of town. So I actually did have to go get a video of this property for them and virtual tours. So I was like, perfect. So I get all done up like way more than I'm usually in like workout clothes. And I'm like, I'm going to look hot. I'm going to go in. I'm going to meet this guy that my sisters told me about that I need to go meet. So I go in, 
and I walk in and he's there and I'm just like, holy shit, you're hot. And, uh, there's like instant, um, chemistry there. And he, so he shows me the unit. I get it for my client, whatever. And I go back and I, um, we're like making small talk the whole time, naturally, which you do when you like somebody. Um, so I was telling him about my jewelry business, um, which if you don't know me personally, I had a jewelry brand for like 11 years. Uh, Nordstrom carried it. Bloomingdale's had it. It was a BFD. And I kind of threw that all to the fire, uh, I don't know, three years ago, getting it back up. I'll talk about that later, but this episode's not about that. So um, we're talking about that. So I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I need to buy some jewelry uh, for my daughter. And I'm like, okay. And at this point, um, we have each other's cell phone numbers for my clients. And it, that wasn't an excuse. Like we actually were texting about my clients and they, they live there now. Um, so he has my cell phone and he sent me a text and was like, oh, I need like, what's your website? What's your Instagram? I need some jewelry for my daughter. And I'm like, of course, I, his daughter is like, I think two or three at the time. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I sure you need jewelry for your three-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is your excuse to talk to me and I'm going to take this opportunity. So I'm like, do you really? So we start texting and then basically from there, we're texting like every day. I don't know, for like a week, maybe two. I can't quite remember. And so we hang out um, and, uh, or we decide to hang out. He had just gotten out of a relationship. And so I was like, you know, kind of like, a little bit over here, like, I'm gonna keep you a little out here because I am not interested in being a rebound. So he's like, no, it's not like that, I'm over it. Um, and so I'm out to dinner one night with my girlfriend, Sylvia, and uh, he's like, hey, I really wanna see you, can I can meet you guys? And I was like, actually, that's fine. I was like, she is ready to go home, we're at this restaurant. Um, I was like, we can go grab a drink when we're done. And we had like talked on the phone, texted and all that before, um, so he drives all the way out. We leave, we go to another bar, we have some more drinks. And I'm just like, this guy's so freaking cute. So we're hammered, he can't drive home. Huh, darn. <laughs> so he comes back here and um, we do what adults do. And I don't know if he was the one to like, I think he was the straw that broke the uh, bed's back. Um, <laughs> So we're doing what adults do, and this is a platform bed from West Elm. Um, shout out to West Elm. If y'all want to replace my bed, I would be much obliged. This is the second platform bed that I have had break uh, for two different reasons from you guys. Um, and I feel like if you're going to spend $3,000 on a bed frame, like it should last me forever, at least 15 years. Um, so it's the platform bed. There's no box spring. Um, there's no, it's just like the wooden slats in between the middle support beam and then the mattress. So we're kind of, we're buzzed and all of a sudden my bed just fucking collapses. When I say collapses, I mean it like, it was so fast and furious and we were like, what the fuck? My, I have two cats. My cats sleep under my bed. They're always under my bed. So I'm like, oh my God. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, my cats are going to die. Like, are they squished? Are they under there? I'm like, how are we going to sleep? And my mattress is like tilted on the side like this. And I'm just, we're too intoxicated to like figure it out. So he's like, just, we'll make sure the cats are okay. And we'll just like sleep on the low side. So we're not at an angle. Thank God I had had enough to drink because I'm a very like princess sleeper. I have to have like pitch black, 
no light. Like I unplug all my electronics. I can't have any noise. I'm like, I'm very particular. And none of that happened. Like none of that was going on. Um, it was all just a clusterfuck. I just remember waking up the next morning and being like, what the fuck? He had to go out of town to go meet some friends. So he got up at like, I think six or something crazy. And I was like, dude, you broke my fucking bed. I was like, what the hell? And he, so before he leaves, he lifts up the mattress. It is not like the slats fell off. Like the whole middle support beam, I'm gonna have to find pictures and like post it on um, the Instagram feed. So my, the podcast Instagram is at ACS, the podcast. Um, so I'll put pictures up because you guys are gonna fucking die. Um, and I don't have a video editor, so I don't know how to add it in on my YouTube. Um, but we pick it up and like the wooden slats are literally like, there is no repair. There's no wood glue. There's no liquid nails. There's no gorilla glue. There is nothing like it is shredded. It is completely fucked. So he's like, well, I got to go out of town. And I just kind of look at him. I'm like, motherfucker, you broke my fucking bed and you were leaving here. I'm like, how am I supposed to sleep? I'm like, I can't sleep in a bed that's like tilted. And it was all sorts of fucked up. My mattress is brand new. It's Casper. Like, I spit an arm and a leg on it. And I was like, I am not going to have my mattress be fucked up. Because, you know, they take shape, like, however they lay. So, I'm like, I'm not going to, like, have a lumpy mattress because my bed's broken. So, he's like, I'll fix it. I'll come back. I promise. I'm sorry. And I'm just like, and then I'm like, don't say sorry. It was well worth it. So, he leaves. I am like, do you know how you wake up and you're, like, still intoxicated? Hi, that was me. Um, So, I'm like manhandling my mattress by myself, shoving it, like yanking it into my living room. I lived in my living room for five days, uh, before my kids got back from their dads. <laughs> like I would just come in, I'd go out with my friends to the bar like the next night and I came in and just like face plant in the floor of my living room on my mattress. It was great. I, it was, it was embarrassing. Um, so I'm like texting him and he's like, Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. And I'm like, you better come out to my fucking neck of the woods and we are going to Lowe's or Home Depot and you are fixing my bed. <laughs> so he's like, okay, 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 I will. Um, and he didn't really fight me on it. He just was like kind of swamped. And I was like, I don't care how, oh, I was like, I don't care how busy you are. I was like, you're fixing my bed. So we go to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever. He's got all this power tools over here. And like, I'm just like sitting on the edge of my bed, having a cocktail, watching him repair it, fucking just rolling in my head silently and I'm just like oh my god I'm like you broke my bed you're here fixing it cool I'm like this is my life now and at this point I'm like he's not over I realize like he's not over his ex and like I call him out about it and everything's fine like I'm pretty honestly I'm like the most chill person like understanding and I feel like any guy I've ever dated would probably tell you that like I'm very even keeled there's not a whole lot that gets me super riled up. I mean, I have boundaries and limits as far as like respect um, and what I will and won't tolerate, but you can't control emotions. You know, well, let me rephrase that. You can control emotions. You can't control how you feel though. Like sometimes you feel a certain way, but how you choose to react is on you. So I choose to always just like be the bigger person. And like I said a few minutes ago, like, if you care about somebody, even if you don't love them, but if you care about them and you want the best for them and you're not the best for them or they don't think that or see that and there's no like value, like, okay, thank you for the fun, time to move on. So he fixes it. He um, gets back with his ex or whatever for a little while and we like trail off. So after this, like, and honestly, in the beginning of it, I was super, super excited. I was like, yes, finally somebody that's not scared of commitment, 
somebody that like wants to date me, wants to be in a relationship, likes it, this, that, and the other. And then it was kind of like the rug pulled out and I was just like, Ugh. I was like, again, so this happened after like what had happened in the fall. So this, all this happened like probably January. Um, so I was just like, fuck this. I am done. I am over it. And, um, that guy ended up coming back into my life a little bit ago. Uh, it's like, I guess like a friends with benefits thing. And then he was like, do you want to try dating again? And I was like, okay. And then I was like, no, I was like, no, we got to know each other. And I was like, it's not there for me. But before that I was like, dude, I'm like, you're giving me fucking whiplash. Like you want to date? You don't want to date. You're not over your ex. You are over your ex. You want to be friends with benefits. Now you want a relationship. You want to take me to dinner? No, you just want to fuck. I'm just like, what do you like? What do you want? And I was like, you know what? No, I was like, we're going to be friends. So we are friends. Um, we're just going to call him the man that broke my bed and that's it. Um, he is very good looking, has a very tight ass. I asked him, <laughs> he messaged me when I said I was going to do this episode and he was like, he was like, what are you going to say? And I was like, everything. He was like, what do you mean everything? He was like, can you please leave my name out of it? And I was like, I would fucking never. I was like, not anybody ever. And, um, he was like, well, just make sure to tell everybody how much you love my ass. And I was like, okay. I'm like, can you be more full of yourself, sir? <laughs> but he does have a great ass. Very bubbly. Um, and taught me some very good techniques on how to build my own glutes. So thank you for that. Like you got to look at the silver lining and everything that goes wrong in your life. Right? So if there's anything I learned, I learned how to repair a bed if it breaks mm. and how to build my glutes. Um, so my bed is like all the slats are screwed in. Like whenever I go to move, it's going to like have to like undrill and unscrew every single piece because it is like bootleg put together. And I say bootleg cause like it's DIY and it's underneath so it doesn't have to be pretty, but it is functional and it is sturdy as shit. And it's sturdier now than it ever was when I purchased it from West Elm. So again, West Elm, if you want to send me another bed, um, I would really, really appreciate it. I'll give you all the plug. Um, so yeah, so that is the story about the man who broke my bed. I feel like it was funnier in my head than maybe it is to y'all, but here we are in a podcast. Um, I wanted to start the podcast, um, generally speaking, because of connection, which I mentioned in the last episode, but it's really funny. My sister and I are like best friends. We're super codependent, um, like in a healthy way. <laughs> I talked to her probably eight times a day and that's sometimes more. And that's not exaggerating at all. Um, but we're best friends. And I was like, you know, it's like, I've been trying to figure out like what kind of niche I want to get myself into, like how I want to like, uh, what's like pivot or position. Like I have so much to say and I have so many funny stories. I'm really good at writing. So I'm working on a book. It's fictional, but like loosely based on my own personal experiences. Um, but you know, it's like, I was like, what do I do? Because, and it's crazy. By the way, if you are watching this, I am not fucking famous. I am not a B-list celebrity. I have not been on The Bachelor. I've not been on a reality TV show. I am not a 100,000 follower influencer online yet. Keyword being yet to all of this. But if you are amused by this, whether you're laughing at me, with me, it's relatable. Please, 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 please share with your friends give it a five-star rating, like, and subscribe on YouTube, like get the word out because like your bitch wants to make this go full-time. Okay. I'd love to quit real estate. I'm not passionate about it. 
And if there's anything I know, I like doing things that I'm passionate about. Dating and having sex and breaking my bed is apparently one of them. Um, so anyway, uh, back to figuring out like what I want to do with my voice. Like I have a big voice. What do I want to do with it? And I have a lot of ideas and I've got like this zest and passion. If you can't pick it up by watching me, then well, I feel sorry for you. Um, <laughs> kind of kidding, but not really. Mm. So I am getting ready to launch a website. It's not quite ready yet, um, but it's going to have my podcast on there. I'm going to have blogs on there. So like little, you know, if I'm talking about life, mom, parenting, whatever, you can read it. You can hear shit from my podcast. Um, you can shop my style because I happen to think I have really good style. Uh, and I ha I am relaunching jewelry. Um, so my old brand was Mad Jewels, which also I don't think I've ever said this out loud. And I don't think I ever said it on my jewelry site. I actually, I don't even know that I've really discussed it other than with my sister. But, um, you know, I, I, uh, I'm a humble person and it's like, I feel like when my jewelry got to Nordstrom, everyone was like, oh my God, that's so fucking cool. That's so amazing. Nobody ever does that. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, what's next? Like I wasn't able to relish in the joy when it happened. I did a little bit, but I was always just like, well, it's still my career. It's still income. Like it's costing me X, Y, Z dollar amount. Like I've got to figure out how I'm going to like continue to grow it. Like what's the next step? I'm like, this is great, but I hit that milestone. Okay. What's next? Um, so I got massive burnout. But I will say, I would, I am going to toot my own horn, which I never fucking do, but I outsold Bobble Bar at a trunk show at Nordstrom at their number one jewelry door. So they have like, I want to say like, I think they had like 140 or 160 full line stores, which is like their department store um, that you can go physically in the, in person and shop in the United States. And I, their number one, um, like their top percentage of sales in trend jewelry was at North Park in Dallas. So I went and did a show there and I outsold Bobble Bar. And if you know anything about jewelry, that's a big fucking deal. Like it is a big fucking deal. And I had forgotten about that. My sister reminded me of that um, a few weeks ago and I was like, oh my God, I forgot. Um, so I took a break for like three years from jewelry and now I feel like I am my passion's back on a lot of different things in life. I've been knocked down enough that I'm just like fuck everything. I'm back. I'm lighting shit on fire. I am paving my own path and doing things that might not make sense to everybody else, like having a podcast and a blog and a jewelry brand. And there's some other exciting things I'm going to be putting on the website too. But I was like, you know what? It's just going to be an umbrella of my world that I live in. And I would like to invite all of you guys to come join me in that world and live in it with me. Um, so I hope you liked this episode. Um, I feel like maybe a little bit less exciting than like I had hyped up in my mind, but maybe I need to be a better hype woman for myself. Um, the next episode is going to be the ultimate ghost, which was second on the Instagram poll. Um, and it is about a total jackass. Uh, he's a jackass now. I didn't think so. And I might make my sister do that one with me because this one is like, it is so mind blowing and mind boggling. And it's still such a fucking mystery. And it's, I just can't wait to tell you guys about it. So, okay. Until next time, um, click subscribe. Please give me a five-star rating so it pushes me out to more people. I am not too shameful, shameless, whatever.
Anyway, I will ask for all the help I need. Like, help me out, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, and stay tuned for info on the website, jewelry, and everything else. Okay, bye. Mwah.